Hi, and welcome back to the JW Nixon High School Class of 1992 podcast. It's our virtual reunion. In this episode, we hear from award-winning author Roger Rodriguez. Roger is being interviewed by Alma Lozano, so we have our class president interviewing the wittiest person in our class. Welcome, Roger. How are you doing? Great. How are you, Alma? Doing well. Doing well. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do these days, and how you keep active. Well, I am a professor of English at Lone Star College, mostly British literature. And uh, I teach sociology, too, because I, I got my credentials in both. And uh, of course, uh, a lot of you know, you guys supported my writing, so I'm doing a little bit of that too. Awesome. So let's go back to high school. What I wish I like? could. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were you like as a teenager? Describe how you were. Uh, well, you know, I was happy. <laughs> I was happy. I had a lot of friends. Uh, I have no, no qualms about my my teenage life, uh, it was pretty good. I met some really good people. I think moving to Laredo from Houston was a huge highlight in my life because the kind of friends I've had changed drastically. So um, yeah, I was pretty outgoing. I like making friends and making people laugh all the time. I remember you coming from Houston. Was it in middle school? Seventh or eighth yeah. grade? Yeah, my eighth grade year. Well, I came my, my sixth grade year, but I got in a fight really quick, so I left again, and then I came back my eighth grade year. Okay. And <laughs> I think it was a culture shock for you, wasn't it? It was really, really different for me. Um, I can't tell you just how different it, everything was. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was just so different. Did you go to Lamar or Memorial? No, I went to Lamar. You remember the troquitas on the side? Yeah, I do. And for lunch, yeah. I remember making my first friends and going out there and, and watching you guys eat things like y'all would put liquid cheese on your Cheetos and, and chamoy on corn nuts and pickle juice Pickles. on ice. <laughs> yeah. Pickle? And, pickle juice with sunflower seeds? Yeah. It, it was just like, wow. It, it, yeah. Corn in the cups and stuff. That, that was very new to me. So wow. yeah, it was, it was quite different. Yeah. How would you say your life in Houston was in, in comparison to Laredo? Was it well, more traditional? The biggest challenge was the specific neighborhood we lived in. It was riddled with uh, low income. You know, my, my father and my mother, they're not educated. So we had a family of six, you know, heads up on the way to school and everything. It was, it was kind of tough, which was one of the motives behind why my father moved us. Got it. And I bet your sense of humor helped you survive the neighborhood. Yeah, that's what my psychiatrist said. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my mom used to tell me she thought I masked my, my fears and my discontent with humor. And I don't think so. I think I just, when I moved to Laredo, I just think I got happier. That, that was just my true self. You know? Oh, yeah. that's cool. I read a couple of your books. Actually, I read three of your books. You did? Uh, I did. Oh, you're the one. <laughs> I'm the one yeah. so my brother um, mentioned that you became an author I went to a wedding in Laredo sometime in July yeah. and I was like Roger oh he was always a goofball <laughs> and so first of all I love the beginning of the fajitas and beer convention I think <laughs> the first chapter was beautiful I mean, oh. was, and then just I think the it was sort of like you said you're a British lit professor. It was sort of like Canterbury Tales, but the Huffington right. Beer Convention. Right. So that was right. kind of cool. Yeah. And then the first one I read, and it was, I think it was beautifully written as well. Oh, and I thanks. love the dedication to your father. Yeah. Is The Long Way to Mexico. Yes. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about Boyd Jenkins. <laughs> Actually, the, the characters, you know, I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, where they come from. And they kind of just 
come off the top of my head. You know, I've had so many people about me. Is that me? Are you writing about me? I said, no, but I'm glad you found yourself in one of the characters, you know. Boyd Jenkins embodies the the anger that most of us have, you know, that leads us to make bad decisions. And, uh, but, you know, he's not a bad guy, though. You know, he's not as bad as, as the reader thinks. And when you get to the end and you realize he's not that bad, you know, you kind of change your perspective about him a little bit. Yeah. So who's Lorena? Who's Lorena? Uh-huh. You mean like I in really... real life? Yeah. The character itself uh, is not modeled after anybody I know specifically, but the name, I, I, I love the name, and I got that from a student that took class with me. I asked her when, while I was writing this, hey, I'm going to use your name in my book, and she was really on it. She goes, are you really? And I said, yeah, that, that's a neat name, you know? <laughs> cool. I saw it in two of your books. I thought, hmm, that's a special name. Okay, let's go back. So in high school, what did you think your classmates thought of you? Kicker? Uh, you know, I don't know. Class clown. <laughs> yeah, probably class clown. I don't know what they thought of me specifically. Um, I've never had anyone disrespect me. I mean, I was always voted for stuff. You know, my senior year, I, I won a few things. They made me pick just one. <laughs> You know, that, that always feels good when your classmates think that way. So I, I was also in a lot of sports. So I don't know. I mean, uh, I guess some, depending how they knew me, saw me as a, a athletic and others saw me more as a class clown. <laughs> Never an intellectual, though. <laughs> you know, though, I have to say, you always had funny quips from my recollection. And in a long <laughs> way to Mexico, it feels like your voice out of, out of the three books that I read, that yeah. one has your voice the most because yeah, all the little funny quips are there. Yeah. You know, like I was, I remember I used to say I was, I was born on a Friday, but not last Friday. <laughs> and I'm like, see it here. And I'm like, yep, that's his voice. Yeah. So my impression of you is that you were definitely humorous yeah. and very intelligent, very witty. I could see where you're a writer now and a professor, and I think that profession well suits your personality. My students have enjoyed my lectures. <laughs> They're always laughing. So. <laughs> I bet you're always performing for them, too. Yeah, it's a um, bit of a stand-up. <laughs> so who was your best friend in high school? Did you have best friends? Wow, you know, it, that, that's an interesting question um, because, you know, I had, I had friends for different things, you know, uh, when it came to partying in Nuevo Laredo, <laughs> I'd, you know, you'd see me with Dre Moreno and Albert Chapa and Steven Chapa and Tano uh, Tijerina. When, when it was a weekend carne asada with family, uh, me and Ramon Rodriguez were, were really close. We still are, actually. So Are you related? We are not related, no. no. And uh, when it came to, to weekends a lot, uh, and I was really tight with the cross-country team. The cross-country team was like a family. And so that's how you know my brother Richard, huh? Yeah, that's how, I, that's how I know Richard, yeah. Did you have any special hangouts? Not really. Um, you know, when cross-country season was over, uh, basketball season would start, and then basketball season was over, and then it was time for track. So, so that school. Was, yeah, so yeah, usually school, yeah. I don't know if you do you remember the wall? Yeah. <laughs> That's a hangout during so, school. Did you skip classes? You know, I never did. I, I was terrified of my father. He was always pretty strict. I also found that I really didn't have a whole lot of places to go. So. <laughs> no, I, I'd pretty I'd pretty much hang around campus. Of course, you know, it'd get to the end of the year where people would hang out and everybody would be outside, but the teachers knew you weren't going to go. I don't know yeah. if that counts. No. <laughs> <laughs> what clubs or organizations did you participate in besides sports? Oh, well, I was in senior class and, yeah, the, the, well, the senior class, I guess they, I guess they used to call it student council. I don't know. And I was going to run for office, but it was just too, too hard with all the sports and stuff. But yeah, that's pretty much it. The, the sports kind of took all the time. For, you know, it was hard to join any other thing. I tried to join the art club and I could never like make it. 
What's your favorite sport? Well, um, well, probably my favorite, my favorite sport was probably basketball, but you know, that, that wasn't my, it wasn't my forte. There was so many other players that were so much better than I was. My biggest, my biggest success was probably in cross country while running with your brother. We made it to state. It was, it was so much fun. Cool. Did you have a weekend or after school job? Uh, only in the summers. I'd worked at HEB, the one on Guadalupe. What was your typical day like back then? A typical day for me was very routine, actually, in high school. It was always fun, but it was always routine, you know, from school. Uh, I, I had to walk home, of course. From school, I, 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 it was already so late after me. Coach Gutierrez used to work our butts off. So if we were going to work out at the Lake Casablanca, we wouldn't drive there. We would, like, jog to Lake Casablanca, start the workout, and then run back. So, I mean, it took up the entire after school. There was no such thing as after school, man. You get home and then it was time to sleep. And then we had practice in the morning before school again. So it was very time consuming. But of course, he took us to state. So <laughs> he, he disciplined y'all and conditioned he you. He did. What are your he favorite did. memories of high school? Gosh, my favorite memories... And I, I hate to sound redundant, but, you know, Coach Gutierrez was just so different than any other coach I've ever had. He did things that, wow, like if you did today at a school district, you, you can't get away with. I mean, he'd take us running in Nuevo Laredo. Uh, <laughs> we'd, yeah, he would take us into Mexico to run on the streets of Mexico. I guess he wanted to change it up a bit. And we had so many adventures. We had some racist people throw rocks at our van when we were in Kansas one time. And it, it was just, you know, the cross-country trips provided, like, so much, so many memories. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, we could be here all night talking about, and your brother can tell you about some of them. Uh, we got cha chased by governments uh, in, uh, in Mexico, and I got bit on the butt by a dog. Juan Carlos de Leon's father worked for the health department. He had to get me a shot. And we had, oh, my goodness. We got in an accident over there one time. And then we had to run for it because Coach Gutierrez didn't, didn't you know, want to get, you know, you know, you don't get in a oh, car sorry. accident in Mexico, you know. Okay. So are there any memories that you regret or you feel sad about or you wish you could redo? The one thing, not, not regrets, uh, the saddest thing that I've gone through was um, losing one of my very best friends in the world, Denise Jimenez. That, that, oh. that, that just flattened me uh, for a long time. Uh, I just wasn't myself. I, I could hardly eat. Uh, it, was, it was horrible. It was just a horrible feeling. You know, me and Denise, we were really tight. She's one of the very first people I ever met when I came from, from Houston to Laredo. And, uh, and we, we she, you know, was me, sweet. she was amazing. And she was, we spent so much time together that you almost regret spending that time. You wish she was a stranger because the pain was just, you know, overwhelming. So me, her and yeah. Gina, Gina Castillo, who, well, she's Gina Bobo now. We would like hang out all the time. Gina is my sister-in-law now. I married her sister. So we're, we're still close. Yeah, we're still Congratulations. So Denise passed away the weekend that my mom passed away. You're kidding me. I'm not. Wow. So because because I remember as I was preparing for her funeral, yeah. she was in senior class. Yeah. It was like I hadn't realized it until when I was preparing for it. One of the twins, and I can't think of their names told me, hey, what are we going to do for Denise? And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know about this. I remember when she passed away. It was very, very tragic the way the family was impacted. So I am sorry for that loss. That is regrettable. Yeah, it is. It was, it was horrible. I, 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 when I, when, at that time, I was working with her cousin. And her cousin's the one who told me at work. And uh, I was just... Uh, 
I, I couldn't believe it. Like I, I got very lightheaded. Um, the day before, wow. uh, the, the day before Denise left to San Antonio on that trip, she asked me if I could get her an application uh, from where I was working because she wasn't really enjoying where she was. So when she said she'd go by my, my house to pick it up when she got back. So she never got back. And to this day, I still have the application. I kept it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So sorry. Yeah. yeah. Who do you think the coolest kids in our class were? The coolest kids in our class? Kids. Oh, yeah. Well, Besides you know, Missy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, man, our whole class, we're just so cool, you know. Um, man, I, I had so many friends. I, I think I had the ideal high school experience, you know. You know, everybody was so cool. I, I have so many friends, you know, Steve Chapa, Albert Chapa, Raymond. Tano, Mary Lou Gonzalez, and Raymond. I hadn't remembered him. Yeah, Raymond. Wow. Oh yeah, Raymond. Yeah, Raymond's doing great things with uh, high school football over there in Laredo. So um, is he a coach? He's a coach at United. He's a head defensive coordinator, I believe. Wonderful. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, who yeah. are your favorite teachers? You know. Um, I don't know that I had like, like favorites. I can tell you that one of the ones I learned from the most was Ms. Lerma, Pamela Lerma in English. She, she took her job, you know, very seriously. I learned a lot from her and she, she set the stage. I mean, I, I was already a very fond of literature, but she kind of helped me like it even more. Would you consider any of the subject matters we took in high school to be challenging? Which one do you think was the hardest? I, I found out later, I found out after high school that um, I have, I, I don't know what they, they, they gave me a level for it, but I had this, uh, some form of dyscalculia, which, you know, it's kind of like dyslexia, but with numbers. So anything with numbers always gave me a hard time. I, I used to just think that was stupid, you know? Uh, yeah. no. but um, math gave me a hard time and uh, I'm never going to forget the Mr. Martinez the math teacher man he was really patient with me. and he mm. had all these he, he had all these ways of, of making me understand stuff so he was really cool yeah I'll never forget him yeah I don't think they assessed a, a whole lot for any of that back in the day no they didn't yeah. Now let's move on to what is your favorite or was your favorite music back in the day? Having had so much Houston influence, I, I used to listen things that, to things that were really different from my friends. Uh, I was a real big fan of the new edition and oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Keith Sweat and you know, all that Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown. <laughs> yeah. The R&B stuff. Uh, people were like, why, why are you listening to that? You know, no, I like it, man. It's cool. <laughs> I loved it too. Did you have favorite song? I didn't have a favorite song because I liked many, but it was in my senior year that I really, really started getting into classical music. I found it very soothing. I started listening to it my senior year before cross country meets, uh, especially big meets. Uh, after your brother graduated and Gabriel. And those people who were ahead of me, um, well, our team wasn't the same, you know. So there was a lot of pressure to do well as an individual. So that music kind of calmed me down a lot. I totally get it. I totally get it. What movies, TV shows, books, magazines were you into? I was a big fan. And I, I laugh because I still am. I watch the reruns. I was a big fan of, uh, of like, uh, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Big fan of uh, Ranger Walker. <laughs> Ranger Walker. Yeah. The Fresh no, Prince. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. You know, Ranger Walker, he could be like 10 people up and his hat would never fall off. And he always got there just in time. It was great. How long have you been in Houston? 
Uh, well, most of my life, really. Right after high school, I, I stayed in Laredo for maybe, I don't know, two years or so. Then I came back. And then I went back to Laredo a little bit. Uh, my dad got sick. And then, you know, when he passed away, I came back again. I've been here ever since. But if you put the years total together, I've lived longer here than I have in Laredo. Are there any Laredo phrases that you still use? No, actually, I, I, I never picked up on any. Yeah. Oh, I never, come on. You don't yeah. say Inga. <laughs> I, I never picked up on too many. Uh, you know, I, I kind of kept the Houston lingo, but but I, I did acquire one one habit that yeah, people yeah. point out all the time. You know, it's like when you stick out your tongue when you're, eh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they're like, hey, how can you stick out your tongue like that? I, was, I don't know. I don't know where I got that. All my friends used to do that. Oh, man, that's funny. Do you still have anything from high school, like your, I don't know, varsity jacket or? I do. I do have my varsity jacket. It has like all the patches from what we did in cross country and track. So I, I like to keep it. And uh, I have, uh, of course, all the medals that we won. I don't have to tell you, we had like a really good team. You know, Richard was on it. I have everything, everything Denise ever gave me. Uh, I have some Aww. letters there. Yeah, that she would pass to me in class. I still, I have some letters there in a shoebox. Oh, you know, that is so sweet. Yeah. Is so I, sweet. I, yeah, I still have everything she gave me. Is there anybody from high school you're interested in hearing from or finding more about? Yeah, well, you know, there, there's, you know, Stephen Chapa's one. I, I don't know. I guess, I don't know if he doesn't have a Facebook or if I just haven't found him. And uh, Debbie Gonzalez, she, she and I were just as close as me and Denise. The only difference was that Debbie was in a lot more activities. So, you know, I, I got closer to Denise, but me and Debbie were really close. We jogged together and everything. And she just, I don't know, she just vanished. Roxanne Fernandez, I don't know what their last names are now. I'm sure they're married. We used to go and play pool at South Pizza all the time. And yeah, it'd, be, it'd be great to hear from them. What did you do after graduation? Did you go to the community college or did you move to Houston? What did you do? No, actually, I joined the police department. I was a police officer there. That was a really bad move. So it not only did it did it uh, delay my college, but it just you know that wasn't that wasn't the right atmosphere for me. That's not the right group of people. I know the Toronto Police Department, the officers are are doing a great job and everything, but it, it just it just wasn't me. You know that that group that that environment wasn't me. It's a it's for a different kind of person. You know, I could arrest someone and then feel really bad about it, no matter what they did. You know. Uh, you're like go ahead and go <laughs> yeah. yeah it's all right man it's just just don't kill like any more people way. all right oh god <laughs> that better be your last murder you understand <laughs> hence the book what's it called uh <laughs> the grass beneath his feet <laughs> the grass beneath his feet charles thompson yeah so you mentioned earlier you got married i put Laredo PD for a couple of years and then yeah. decided to go to college in Houston? No, I actually went there to uh, time you in Laredo. Okay. Yeah, I went there. And then you got married after you finished college? Or? Yeah, yeah, I got married. Uh, I was 36 when I married my wife, so I wasn't a young pup. I know I, I, I see on Facebook and I, I see all my friends are like, oh, I, I want to wish my child a uh, uh, you know, a great sophomore year in college, or they graduated in nursing. And I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. And earlier that day, I, I walked my kid to the bus to go to elementary. Oh, how old are your kids? How many kids do you have? I have three boys. Um, and yeah, one of them will be 13 in about two weeks. The others uh, 11 and then 10. What are their names? Uh, Seth, Abel, and Eli. Oh, those are beautiful names. Yeah, beautiful you. names. Congratulations. Yeah. And it is a joy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I love them to pieces. Yeah. So after college, I guess, Tammy, you, what did you do after that? That's when I started exploring um, the possibility of, of teaching college. I wanted to do something that would afford me some time to write. And man, teaching, man, anybody who wants to write, 
just teach college because the hours are just like really, really amazing. Uh, especially once you've been teaching for several years and you've established yourself at, at wherever it is you work, that you pretty much make your schedule. I mean, tell me this. I heard, and I may be wrong. Uh-huh. Did you ever teach at Nixon High School? I did teach at Nixon, but that was never really like my goal to teach public school. I taught at Nixon very briefly. Actually, that's where I met my wife. We were teaching there together. But, cool. But what teaching, year did you teach at Nixon? I think it was 2003, I believe. It didn't take me long to come back. And, you know, the students had nothing to do with it. It's just my heart just really wasn't into public schools. Too much teaching. Well, at that time, it was the tax. You know, I don't know. Now it's a star or something else. But it was too much teaching to that. I couldn't do the literature. I couldn't do the the philosophy part, the writing part. It, It was all about passing that exam. And I just, I wasn't a good high school teacher. I was really bad at it. (laughs) <laughs> well, were there any differences on campus? I, we were talking about earlier about how campus has changed. Yeah. By the time you were teaching from the time we left, were there differences? Huge, huge differences. Um, I don't remember ever coming across classrooms or at least in my circle of friends, so many students that just didn't care. I mean, no matter who my friends were, no matter how low they were or, or how difficult it was for them to learn, I mean, they were, my classes were always, the teacher could always teach. You know, I, I don't remember ever being in a class that was ever so out of hand that you had to keep calling security. Now, I'm not going to lie, that never, that never specifically happened to me, but it's just amazing how much I saw that on campus teachers quitting and teachers leaving and you know they've had enough uh, I was very lucky because I had juniors so most of the troublemakers don't get that far they'd already dropped out I got the honors classes so that helped too but and I saw so many teachers having so many problems that I don't remember seeing during our high school our time at Nixon I mean I could be wrong maybe I was just in the wrong place I don't know yeah, I don't have a specific recollection of that. Did the campus structure change? Because I was wondering, you know, like every time I drive through it, it looks completely different than from, you know, the campus we knew yeah. back in the day. Well, I wonder the what the ma- library looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I wonder. Um, it used to be really small. <laughs> the main campus, the main campus part, it was still the same where the tennis courts are now. They had built these new buildings, and that's where I taught. Those were non-existent when we were there. They, they, wow. they weren't there. So you got to see a subsequent chapter of our school. That's kind of cool. Yeah, a little bit. So if we had to ask 18-year-old you what you'd be doing 30 years later, what would you have said? You know, <laughs> you know this might surprise you, but I would have said that I'd be writing, which is what I'm doing now because um, – my interest in writing is not new. I'd been doing it for a really long time. I had won some writing contests going all the way back to my freshman year and and to even middle school. And I don't know if you remember Felipe Martinez, the English teacher. He had a writing contest that I won. And so, you know, it, it wouldn't be much different. You know, um, I, I'd wish I'd be further along in my writing. You know, wish I had people know me more. But I'd, I'd say that I'd be writing. So what are the top three memories of your life after high school? Do they all have to be good? <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. Because oh, uh, one of the things that still haunts me is uh, my father's passing because it was kind of unexpected. He had Parkinson's, but he wasn't in a condition in a condition where we were expecting him to pass away at that time. And then I made a critical mistake. I I don't know how, what your experience was with your mom, but they asked us if we wanted to be there when they took him off the life support. That was a huge mistake for me. Um, I thought he was just going to go to sleep and that's it. And I wanted to be there to say goodbye, but I could see him dying. Like the way his body moved, the way it shaked, I could see, and it was just really, like, catastrophic for me. Yeah. 
What's your father's name? Rosendo. Rosendo Rodriguez. And when did he pass away? In July, five years ago. July 9th. So you dedicated your book to him. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> my dad, he was so funny. One of the worst things I ever wrote was six. The reason I wrote six had to do, it was my request, you know. Somebody was requesting that kind of um, story for film production. That's why I had a movie trailer put out for it, you know. Uh, was kind of, I was thinking about that with The Long Way to Mexico and with this other book, um, The Grass Beneath His Feet. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, I wonder if he's getting into script writing. Well, yeah, I have written some scripts. I actually wrote one that um, I didn't write the book. I just wrote the script for the book. And uh, that should be getting filmed pretty soon um, within the next, uh, I guess, less than a year, my agent told me. So wow. I can't wait going to be my first film credit it's called bridges uh it's a true story of a girl who who overcame incredible odds to be a great ncaa basketball player so it should be what's fun. it called bridges oh wonderful wonderful yeah. you mentioned okay. one memory what about a couple of others besides your father's passing are there any oh, other memories? well my 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 children's birth are, are huge memories for me um you know, gosh, man, my boys, they, they mean the world to me. It's amazing. And uh, the other memory, I, I'm just now making it. Speaking of uh, speaking of the long way to Mexico, I have been informed that it's going to be the recipient of the International Latino Book Award, which is kind of a difficult. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I'm, I'm going to get awarded on on the 17th next weekend. Sadly, it's via Zoom also because, you know, COVID, uh, it would have been nice to have gone in person, but um, that's kind of like a difficult award to win. So that's uh, okay. You have to say Laredo proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. You know, and I am Laredo proud. I, I know I'm not originally from there, but all my great memories are there. And the people that's the are short amazing. way to Mexico. <laughs> that's a short way to Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, congratulations. Those thanks, are thanks. definitely, that is definitely a blessing. So yeah. honored. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Now, have you kept in touch with anybody from high school? Yeah. Consistently, there's been a handful. Uh, consistently, um, me and Raymond have never stopped talking. Me and uh, Lulu Gonzalez, uh, well, she has a different last name now. She's, we've kept in touch this whole time. And uh, Laura, she used to be Ramirez. I don't know if you remember her. She was a Golden Spur, Laura Ramirez. She's a Laura Gonzalez now. We've kept in touch for the full 30 years. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know her. Yeah, yeah. We're still, we're still close. And matter of fact, I've become very good friends with her husband. She's really, she's, and she actually lives here in the Houston area. Laura lives, oh, wow. And Lulu yeah. Gutierrez as well? Uh, or no? Lulu Gonzalez? No, Lulu lives in, in Seattle. Oh, cool. Yeah, she lives that in Seattle. Super cool. But I might go That's... see her soon. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I told what? her I'd go visit. And of course, Gina, but, you know, that's cheating a little because she became family, so. <laughs> <laughs> Aw. Besides Laredo and Houston, where yeah. else have you lived? Well, when I was small, I lived in Corpus Christi. That was before even going to school. So really just those three places. I have traveled a lot. Been to uh, South Africa, Tokyo, been to London, Paris, uh, oh been to Puerto Rico. I've traveled pretty much all the 50 states. I just need a, a handful of states, um, including Alaska, which I really want to go to. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm jealous. What have you learned about yourself through your travels and journeys? I think one of the most valuable things that I, I've learned is that um, that I, I, you know, I used to be so worried about things that I, I found out were really irrelevant. You know, our country, Alma, we're so obsessed with numbers. How much does that person make? How much does that person weigh? Uh, what's your GPA? What's your credit score? 
what's in your bank account <laughs> how much did your car cost and this obsession with numbers you know um i i i think that 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 stresses people you know really really bad and and i i learned i think i learned how to relax a lot you know how to really enjoy the days you know? i hear you i hear you so tell me about your interests your hobbies your family life writing aside uh, i'm um i've became a pretty and actually this happened during high school i i, I didn't start young um i became a avid chess player i'm a i'm a member of the united states chess federation i've won a few tournaments uh lost even more and uh, <laughs> i'm an avid chess player still I'm, i'm i'm the sponsor of the chess club at university park and um I'm proud to say that in one meet, we actually beat players from Harvard. So I was really excited about that. Um, That's wonderful. Yeah, wow. yeah. I was really proud of my kids. They did great. So yeah, I do a lot of that. I've, I've gotten more into working out a little bit. Um, there was a time where my weight, speaking of numbers, got pretty out of hand and, you know, sugar levels started to rise and stuff. And now I'm, I'm you know, losing it and sugar levels back to normal and I'm feeling good. So uh, I've been doing a lot of that. Bought a Peloton, bought a, a Max trainer. My garage looks like a gym, so pretty good. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. And your family life since you both? Well, we take, we take uh, you know, every summer we take a road trip somewhere. We all agree somewhere. And man, we've been to so many places together. It's been, it's been amazing. My wife is a lot of fun, man. You, you tell her, hey, you know, pack, let's go somewhere and she'll do it. You know, she she won't hesitate. She, she's a lot of fun. Yeah, she's she's not the stay at home type. She'll she'll join you in the adventure. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I've been trying to teach my kids uh, certain values that I think are important and they seem to be getting it. They're growing up very well, very respectful and everything. So um, I spend a lot of time with them. You know, my job allows me that time, so that's pretty neat. <laughs> so would you say your kids are anything like you, more like your wife? I think that there's a lot of a lot of what what they are, it, it, and it's funny, um, a lot of what they are is me, but is me like the way I am now, not before. Um, but they also have some, some things uh, that they take from my wife. My wife is a really hard worker. She's, she's like... Uh, Something they call them something else over here, but something of a curriculum specialist for Cypher ISD. And she's always working. I mean, she's constantly working. And I see that my kids are picking up on that and they don't want to get anything less than A's in their class. So um, you know, it's a it's good to see that discipline. On your journey thus far, who's made the biggest impact? You know, um, Aside from God himself, uh, I would You're say, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to leave him out because, you know, I, I, right. I, you know, as you know, I just had a birthday. I'd like to have a few more. Uh, <laughs> and Happy belated. Thanks. Thanks. I would say uh, my my agent, um, she really changed my writing career around um, the people that I have on my contact list and the people that. I've, I've, I have had the pleasure of working with, I, I know something great's going to happen soon and because, you know, it hasn't happened yet, but actor Bobby Hernandez and myself are really good friends. I became good friends with director Laura Herring and, and Dylan Soul, and I've had the pleasure of Zooming with uh, James Olmos and Selena's, wow. yeah, Selena's father. I edited her book. Um, Well, I edited his book, his memoir about her, and it was supposed to be out already, but, you know, he's trying to, he wants this lawsuit that he's part of to finish first. So, yeah, she's, she's made a huge impact in my life. Um, it's, it's, it's incredible the people she's, she's, uh, surrounded me with. Congratulations. That's wonderful. Yeah. How did you get connected with this agent? It happened with my least favorite book, which is six. It happened with my least favorite book because of that movie trailer. 
one of the one of the things about agents and i get people write me all the time hey roger how do i publish how do i write and that's i love helping i don't mind but it's so hard to Alma to just write something and submit to an agent and then you're going to get a rejection letter but they didn't even actually read it because they're so busy you know a lot yeah and then the writer gets discouraged because they're like oh well you know they didn't like it no they probably didn't read it it's not that they didn't like it they didn't read it so that movie trailer for six made it convenient for her to take a look at it so instead of reading a 300 page or a hundred thousand word manuscript she watched a four minute trailer and um when i was told to submit it to her they told me hey, you know, just, you know, don't get impatient. You know, she's very busy. It's going to take her at least six months to answer. And I said, I understand this. I've been waiting this long. Well, she called me that same day that I sent it to her. Yeah, and I was really cool. excited. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Like yeah. I said, I really love this long way to Mexico. It's yeah. beautifully written. Yeah, I consider that my first legitimate publication. The previous works were self-published which in hindsight, I regret doing because they're not edited. Uh, there's mistakes in it. Um, just not written well, not organized well, because I didn't have that guidance, you know. And uh, the ideas belong kind of to other people. So The Long Way to Mexico, it's, it's not self-published. It had to be approved by a legitimate publication company. And it's completely my own idea. And now that it won an award, I'm even more proud of it. <laughs> wow. So have you experienced any difficulties since you graduated from high school? Yeah, I mean, I would say that the biggest challenge I really had was when I first came back to Houston, I was only an adjunct instructor. Uh, I wasn't a full-time instructor. And I was teaching at LCC full-time and people wondered why I would leave. But I didn't like the direction that LCC was taking. We were doing a lot of high school classes and a lot of dual enrollment. And it was just, it didn't have a lot of enrollment and classes would barely make. It got me a little nervous. And I thought it was a good time to move over here. So as you would, as you could imagine, the income's not going to be the same as an adjunct. Not only that, but you don't have insurance, you know? Yeah, there was a time when a very, very scary time when I had like, like seven days before I got paid, three boys, and I had like two cans of Chef Boyardee. And, and let me tell you, I, I don't even remember how I got out of that. I think I, I pawned some stuff. I, I think I sold a very elegant chessboard that I had. I don't remember I, I what I did so that I could get groceries, but that was really frightening. Wow. That was really frightening. And then when I, I compare that experience to now where, you know, we can just, you know, buy whatever we want and stuff. It, it's a real relief, you know. So I'm very grateful to God for, for everything that the way he switched my life around, you know. Yeah. And, you know, it does take courage to basically leave something that's stable and secure to go yeah. to yeah. where you believe you can have more professional and personal growth. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you survived that. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> Woo, <man. laughs> so you mentioned your wife teaches. Does she, is she also a university professor? Uh, well, she, she adjuncts part-time at the university, but she teaches full-time for the Cypher Independent School District. What does she teach? At the college, she teaches English. Um, at Cypher, she doesn't teach. She, she's like, um, I guess Laredo calls them curriculum specialists. Um, over here, they call them coaches. And so All Greek she, to me. She goes, she goes to different campuses and works with different teachers. She, she doesn't do the classroom thing. It's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So what are the biggest choice in your life? Okay, that's an easy one. <laughs> here when I did, you know. It, it was, it may have been the wrong time, but I really needed to take that chance because um, I needed to, number one, Laredo wasn't the best place in the world to be a writer. Sadly, I might hate to say this, but 
I could sense the discrimination from publishers. I could sense it like almost, I could almost see the attitude coming out of rejection letters, like what writer is going to come from there, you know? And it bothered me, you know? I mean, that, I mean, Laredo has very intelligent people. Carlos Nicolas Flores, he's published, and Dr. Normelia Cantu, she's published, and she's very well known in the Chicano literature field. And yeah, they, they were just taking it for granted. So that, that was a really hard decision, but yeah, it paid off. So what are your plans for the next 10 to 20 years? I'd really like to, to take a crack in that film industry. And, you know, I, I'd really like to see something I wrote on screen. That's like my passion. And uh, I already told God, hey, you make this happen for me, I'll donate everything. This is not about money. You know, this is my dream, you know to see something I wrote. It's already exciting seeing um, my words coming out of James Olmos and Terrence Howard and, and the thing Bridges. But you see, I didn't write Bridges. I just did the screenplay. It'd be nice to actually get one of my stories on film. Besides screenplays, do you have any other books in the works? Uh, I'm working on one now called The Black Pearl of Mexico which is the true story of a Laredo resident who was not only a Zeta, he was also at Texas and with the Mexican mafia. And it's his story. Uh, really interesting. He was sent to Mexico to assassinate one of the avocado orchard owners because, you know, the avocado industry is a $2.4 million industry. So the drug cartels like to exploit the orchard owners. And, uh, there was one who wasn't cooperating and uh, this guy went, was hired to go kill him. But when he got there, he, he actually fell in love with his daughter and his whole life changed from that point. It's really an interesting story. That's wonderful. What is one thing about you that no one would ever guess? You know, I think that one thing that no one would ever guess about me is that I'm a lot more shy than I let on. And that's kind of been a problem. You know, once I get comfortable, yeah, you, you hear me talking. And if I know you, I, I, I talk a lot, I joke a lot. But the, the initial me, I'm actually very, very conservative. I'm actually very quiet. And Gina told me, you know, Gina, my, my sister-in-law slash friend from Nixon, uh, she told me something that stayed with my mind. She said, well, you know, to succeed in this writing thing and to get people to know you, you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone. And uh, she's right. I mean, she's 100%. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but she's right. And I am, I'm going to speak in front. I've been invited to speak in Orlando, Florida regarding my book, The Long Way to Mexico in April. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> That's great. That is great. What would you tell your younger self back in August of 1991 as you started your senior year? Well, you know, I think I would tell myself to, well, you know, I think at, in 91, it would have been too late. <laughs> Better care of my high school grades. I'm a, I'm a bigger bookworm than people might guess. But, you know, I was just having so much fun that the B or C was just fine with me at Nixon, you know. I kind of wish I had uh, given that effort to, you know, graduate top five or, you know, even valedictorian. And to be honest with you, I was already, I think, a junior before I knew anything like that. So my, my parents didn't go to school, neither one of them. You know, I, I was unfamiliar with all that stuff. Like, oh, GP, to me, as you go to school, you pass, you graduate, they give you a diploma and see you later. <laughs> so I remember when we would go on debate competitions, I literally had to bring my periodicals or whatever from the house that we had at home because our school library didn't have any of that. I love books. I love the library. I always have loved books but I do remember we'd go to these schools that they were like and we would compete and they yeah. were and you probably had that experience with cross country you're like yeah wow these libraries are awesome 
you know, yeah. it's like, oh my, I was so flabbergasted. Just beautiful yeah. libraries that were in schools that we go to. And I'm thinking, okay, here I am with my dad's Time magazine and whatever. <laughs> okay, so do you do any old people things? Uh, old things? people things? Go to bed early, complain yeah, well, about you know, music. I, yeah, I saw, you know, I, I kind of always gone to bed early, but yeah, I do. I, I mean, I start, I start head bobbing around 9.30 or 10. But I guess the biggest, <laughs> the biggest, the, the most significant old people thing I do is that I fall asleep watching TV now. That used to not happen, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now I'm like, oh, what happened? Hey, hey, did the Astros win? It was only in the third inning. What happened here? Was there an earthquake <laughs> or did, what happened? Who changed it, you know? Aww. And uh, yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? You know, the Astros all played yesterday. Oh, I've been asleep a whole day. Oh, my God. So I used to not fall asleep in front of the TV. Now I do it like all the time. I fall asleep to movies. I do. <laughs> yeah, that's how I, I got into books because, oh my gosh. I guess you're not choosing good movies. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, if you, if you watched The Long Way to Mexico, I think you'd stay away. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope so. Let's yeah. see. What is the thing you miss most about the 90s? Oh, the prices. <laughs> the gas. The innocence, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, the prices were amazing. Uh, you know, I feel so bad for the high school students in Laredo today who didn't get to experience Nuevo Laredo the way we did. Because I had a blast over there and it was safe, you know? And uh, now you, it's, yeah, you just shouldn't go over there. It's different, completely different. Yeah, completely different. Well, even if you do go over there, there's nothing to do. I mean, those clubs are closed. When I was at the community college, I remember taking a class in the evenings and or like maybe in the afternoon. And then, uh-huh. and then we had another class like at seven o'clock. So we'd go across and have a drink or do whatever and come yeah. back to a yeah. to, to class. It was that. Yeah. Convenient. Wow. Yeah. The right. on the corner. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. I haven't been to Mexico in, I would say, in about 15 years, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. And, me neither. It's been a long, long time. I mean, ever since I escaped from La Loma, I can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> So, have you visited the campus, the Nixon campus, since I guess you left in two thousand three or so? Well, I, I mean, not visited it. I mean, I've driven by. Um, it's totally different. It looks like a space station now. But <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my god, NASA's here. Where's the rocket? <laughs> it looks totally different. Looks like a prison almost. <laughs> but it does look very different. I yeah. hope it's nice. I'm going to guess it's nicer. Well, I, I hope it is. Um, I don't know how the students are treating it inside the walls. But, yeah. So but what no, advice would you give the class of 2022? That's a tough one because, you know, life has changed so much. You mean the high school class of 2022? Yes. I would say don't be afraid. I think one of the reasons that I'm so behind with so many things on that is because of fear, you know? Uh, and then people instill this fear in you. Ah, oh, well, you know, writing is a long shot. You know, it's hard to get published. You know, I wouldn't waste my time. And, and there was a time when I wanted to do culinary school. I, I, I cook pretty good. So yeah, I love cooking and, and owning a restaurant is really difficult. And, and, you know, you get these things from people all the time and it's never positive. And, I, you know, my advice would be, hey, look, you know, just do what you want. Do it. You know, just go for it. Uh, see what comes out of it. Okay. Well, there you heard it. Class of 2022. Do what you want. Don't be yeah. afraid. Go for it. Don't be afraid. Just go for it. So what is your favorite dish to cook? Oof, man, I can cook anything. Um, I love mole and I love chile rellenos. Oh, um, mole. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> 
I, I love doing that. Um, everybody raves about my caldo de res. I can make that uh -huh. pretty good too. Uh, I dabble in Italian as well. So my kids <laughs> love my lasagna. So I love making things that my kids love. So, so what's for dinner? I already had it. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. oh, I've been, been under the weather, so I had to settle. All righty. Okay, now we're going old school. Oh, yeah. Who do you want to give a shout out to? A shout out. Well, you know, I'd like to give a <laughs> shout out to those um, friends of mine that I don't see on Facebook. You know, I'd really like to hear from Stephen Chapa and, and, and Debbie and Roxanne. Uh, I hope they're doing well. I, I understand, uh, unless I heard wrong, I understand Roxanne became an eye doctor. So perhaps she's real busy and, and things like that. And But it's it's so hard to reach out to like Debbie and Roxanne because number one, I don't know what their last names are now. And number two, you just don't know how their husbands would feel about that, you know, being male and everything. So yeah, it'd be great to hear from from those those friends of mine that, you know, I don't see on Facebook. And, and it's good about, hearing from you, Alma. It's really good hearing from you. It's a, it's been a really long time, you know. Yeah, I, I was I really excited when when I saw your email. I was really excited. I was like, oh. Well, it was really Richard who told me, "Hey, do you know Roger has written all these books?" I was like, "What?" Yeah. And then I went on Amazon and I was like, "Oh yeah!" So I ordered them all, and I was hoping that. Well, are you serious? He made you order them. I sent him copies of them for free. You kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. I'm gonna get on to him. <laughs> no, well, you know, he's always sending me books. Like we exchange books. Oh, and really? So, he, if if you wrote on him, if you uh, you know signed them or whatever, he probably kept them. Um, oh, okay. So I did, actually, I did sign. He mentioned it. I ordered them, and I was like, I hope this is how to get a hold of him. And <laughs> so, so yeah. Well, Steve, Debbie, Roxanne. Um, yeah. If you're listening to this, please reach out to Roger and yeah, please reach out to me. Melissa Barrientos and hopefully we can hear from you too. All right. So this is a lightning round. What was the last TV show you binged on? Uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I binged Breaking Bad twice. <laughs> and okay. Better Call Saul, of course. <laughs> so I had a, so Walter White, right? Yeah, yeah, Walter, my friend. So you know my 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 violin teacher for many many years was Walter White. I just think oh, that's really? the funniest. Sure, yeah. Yeah, is he All still right. in the meth business? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's in Vegas now. He teaches oh, in okay, Vegas. Oh, okay, great, great. So let's see. So favorite music from the '90s. What's your favorite songs from the '90s? Wow, you know my favorite songs from the '90s. I don't even think they are from the 90s but you know I'm very the memories of all those songs that they used to play you know when we you go through the tunnel in basketball like uh, you know uh, Black and Black by by ACDC and uh, Rush and all those all those old school songs they would play while you're warming up and and they're really fond memories you know and, and they're not even from the 90s but you know they were such a big part of our high school days you know is there a fad you still think is cool from the 90s? Well, mm, not that I can think of. I, I think, you, mean, you, know, you mean you didn't keep your fanny pack? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I, I refuse to answer and <laughs> on the grounds that I'll incriminate myself. No, I think that... Um, the music uh, from the 90s is still very entertaining. I, I mean, I still don't feel too old school for it, you know. Um, what, but, what, do you have a list of, a playlist of five to ten, top ten songs you liked? There are mostly like R&B, you know, um, you know, Bobby Brown and, uh, you know, I'll Be Good to You and the 90s version of New Edition, you know, Can You Stand the Rain? And yeah, I was a real R&B guy, you know. So anything along those lines um, would be on my playlist. You know, there'd be like more than five. It'd be like a hundred songs. <laughs> you know what I just remembered, Roger? What's that? That for prom, you and I danced together. We did. 
did I forgot. Pass the gun. Yeah, I yeah. just remembered that. That was, it was long. It was a magical moment. That's when we looked deep into each other's eyes and <laughs> fell in love. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, what was the song we did? I remember somebody choreographed it from our class, and then we all practiced La Bolita. I think La we danced bolita. that song. Yeah. 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 yeah I how do. do I think about it? My, my God, Alma, you have like an amazing memory. That's crazy. I just remembered right now when we were talking about music. Wow. wow. That's that's crazy that you remember. I mean, I remember the dance. That's crazy that you remember I the remember song. I remember you dancing <laughs> with me. Dang. So, you oh, should be an that attorney. Was... That's crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's your favorite beverage? Chocolate milk. Mm -hmm. I, I like mocha too like the iced mocha I like coffee but it has to be iced coffee it's my favorite in the world mm -hmm. good yeah. okay you said your signature dish that you cook or bake and you said you bake lasagna yeah and you cook, cook caldo de caldo. Reyes, chile rellenos name it mm -hmm. put in your chile request I'll, I'll send it to you chile rellenos sure. is a labor of love <laughs> I hear you. I okay, hear you. so do you prefer flying or road trips? Oh, road trips, 100%. Yeah, yeah you got to see the country. You know, so many people, I hear so many people who haven't even been out of Houston here tell me, oh, my gosh, I want to go to London. I said, oh, but I can't afford it. I said, well, then why go to London? Have you gone to South Dakota in the summer? Oh, my God, it's beautiful. Come on. Oh. Yeah. So have you been to New Orleans? Oh, many times, yeah. I've had some chess tournaments there. I love New Orleans. It's a crazy good. It's so much. The food there is amazing. I love Cajun food. It's like oh, my gosh. favorite. Oh, gosh. Yeah, there's that Irish pub on, on uh, there. That, uh, well, that, that whole area where they have Mardi Gras. Um, that, oh, French Quarter? Yeah, the French Quarter. What's it called? Odul's. Yeah, man. Uh -huh. that, they, they have also such good food there, yeah. Okay, so pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Uh, maybe not, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't <laughs> bother me. <laughs> it, maybe, it wouldn't bother me, but yeah. I'm... This is an interesting question. I didn't design the survey, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All righty. What tape, CD, LP do you still have from high school that you have played the most since high school? Probably, <laughs> probably the new edition uh, and Johnny Gill. I still have the CDs. All right. Is there anything you'd like to say to the class of 1992 before we close this chapter? The well, writers. Just, yeah, just that you've ruined my life. No, I'm just kidding. No, you know, I, you know, the class of 92, it's like really, really special. You know, the memories and, and the way all those friends changed my life. It's just, well, I'm really grateful. You know, I, I love everybody from class of 92 and all my friends. And, you know, I'm not much of a poster on Facebook. I really use Facebook to promote my work. I don't really post things and put pictures or anything. The pictures that I have up are mostly tagged and then I save them there. But I do use it to communicate with friends, you know, Neto Cruz. I, I see he, he built this really awesome car and, you know, now he's dating some, another friend of mine. Uh, um, and uh, Yvonne Sandoval is dating Felix. And I, I love seeing that. I mean, this is great. This is great. You know, I, lo I love, I love all you guys. Class of 92 rocks. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Well, Roger, we wish you the best. Happy belated birthday again. Thank really, you. Really, it's really, really great to hear and learn that you're a successful author and that um, you're a college professor. Yeah. And congratulations on the award. And yeah, so thanks. with that, have a good night. Thanks. Okay, Emma, we'll see you. Thanks for sticking with us through this nostalgic trip. Our next guest is Max Salazar, and he'll be interviewed by Matt Garcia. If you're interested in participating, please let us know. I am your part-time host, Missy Barrientos. Bye-bye.